Welcome to season two, episode five of the Pantry Party. That was weird. Episode five. Episode, <laughs> episode five. Episode five. <laughs> episode five. Um, we are your hosts, Bran, and I'm with Liza. Hiya. And we are here a little bit later than usual. Um, our last episode, just with with the state of the world, went up a little bit later than we <laughs> had anticipated, and was. As per us, our schedule is usually two weeks, but this ended up being like three, three and a half weeks. So apologies for that. Yeah, um, life gets in the way. Like, I mean, who's really literally? Like, do, like, do you care? Does anyone care? Is everyone <laughs> kind of like overloaded with podcasts at the moment in the same way that I am? Probably. Um, yeah. And like a lot of us are just in a space where we don't really want to be thinking about things and paying attention to things and responding to content that's going out so yeah we thought we'd kind of take a bit of a breather and create some of that space um for us to all just hang out and chill um with today's episode um that's kind of what yeah we want to yeah sorry Bran I completely like, cut you off there <laughs> no 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 I think that's a good segue into how we want to talk about today's episode Liza and I are to be quite honest, feeling pretty uninspired <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's just because, you know, like we're we're all staying in one place, we're not really leaving the house, we're not getting inspired by new, fresh, funky ideas. Mm. Um, which makes it hard to think about new, fresh, funky ideas. And um, on the other side of that, we kind of felt fairly... Um, hesitant to talk about jobs and careers and nutrition and dietetics at the moment um because I don't know about you lies but for me at the moment I'm just firstly feeling very lucky that I still have a job oh yeah kept me on yeah secondly that I can find food that's actually you know that I can eat and that I like you know everyone's stockpiling in Australia which is lots of fun it's starting to slow down now but there were times where I was feeling pretty stressed about getting food. Um, so talking about food and nutrition, as much as it's a source of love and comfort and I'm really enjoying cooking and baking, I just don't feel comfortable talking about it. Um, yeah, I don't think it's something we really need to be like, you know... Pushing. Pushing <laughs> as a... Because like, I've seen a lot of people talking about... Um, you know, making sure that you're eating well enough and like eating healthy food and eating fresh food and it's like well not everyone can access that at the moment and like yeah I'm quite cautious of that like I've been talking quite a lot about like bread making and cooking and stuff on my Instagram recently um more from a point of like it's something that gives me routine and is an act of self-care for me and a lot of people actually really like seeing that content because it's quite calming um but I'm not like telling people to go out and that they need to be cooking or eating a certain way um in order to be doing quarantine right because yes that's problematic af um yeah so i guess today we were thinking we could just like take a bit of a breather and hang out and chat about some of the things that we are kind of doing to hold ourselves through this time um what we're doing to bring a bit of structure to our day and some of the like self-care practices that we're bringing in um throughout the week to keep us like sane 
Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, as, as sane as we can be. As sane as we can be. And also, like, with the... I, re- I really like the sort of rhetoric that's going around at the moment that it's not that you're working from home, it's that you're, tr- you're at home trying to work during a pandemic. Like, we're not... Yeah. You know, a lot of people are kind of... Um, like trying to see this as a peak of productivity and a really like busy time to be working on everything and like, you know, starting up your side hustle and like all of that stuff. Um, nah. Luckily for us, we've already got our side hustle. This is it. Um, but um, not that I, I don't think we can really classify as a hustle with no income, but like, <laughs> um, True. like I don't know. True. I think we're just, we need to be a little bit more realistic and compassionate in this time. And we wanted to talk a little bit more realistically and compassionately about what we're doing and how we're approaching this. Um, if that's helpful to people, but also kind of hopefully this will give you maybe some things to watch or things to do that you can do while you're at home. Um, or you can just have us on in the background while you're just hanging out at home. So I would um, love to be your white noise. Oh, like, yeah. Yes, please. so many please. people that I love having as my white noise. And I would be incredibly honoured if the listeners are putting me on as white noise. Yeah. Hello. I mean, like, that's why our back. episodes are so long. That's why we make them so long. So we can put them on in the background <laughs> that's and forget why. about it. Because yeah. we know we're boring. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell them that. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, I've broken the fourth fourth wall? Yeah. Is fourth, there a wall yeah. with a podcast? You're kind of like, I feel like that wall's already been broken by the fact that yeah. it's, it's like someone listening to us. Anyway, we're here, <laughs> we're going to talk about some just like general life stuff and self-care stuff at the moment. Um, we're trying to and... just do this as a bit of a mid-season what's in season extended edition yeah get a little bit more into depth of the things that we're enjoying and doing and how everything's kind of going for us um because it's important to check in on your friends and make sure they're okay yeah yeah anyway um shall we start by addressing the elephant in the room branavi that it was your birthday yesterday (laughs) i was like i you addressed coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) So, what has it been like having a, a quarantine birthday as an Aries? As a... <laughs> um, it was so nice. I was so adamant to just be like, birthdays are cancelled this year, man. Like, <laughs> no one's allowed to do anything. Like, my mum's birthday's the week before mine, and I went to their house um, for like a little while and socially distanced myself from everyone and was just like, okay, now I have to go because I think this is just getting a bit. I feel really uncomfortable being here around you guys when I know I probably shouldn't be. Um, anyway, that's beside the point. So I think that just left me in a bit of a... I don't want to do anything for my birthday. I think it's all just a bit too unpredictable at the moment. But then my lovely housemates, um, Taylor and Sophie, I don't know if... They don't listen to this podcast. I don't, It'd be funny they, if they did. <laughs> if they yeah, wanted to, they could like listen or, at the door and just hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, true. Well, Sophie's not here, but if Taylor's here, um, they gave me like... No, he's having a movie night with a friend on Netflix. Um, uh, yeah, so I I woke up and I took my time getting ready. I put makeup on because it was my it was my birthday. I turned twenty four. Those who don't know, I got it. It was just a nice little. I haven't worn proper makeup in a while either, so it was kind of like nice to have a moment. Um, 
and the poor poor Sophie and Stromy were like um they were waiting for me to get out of my room so they could like decorate the lounge area and like mm-hmm. so they, they put like streamers and stuff everywhere but I took like an hour to get ready <laughs> and then I went into the kitchen everyone was really quiet I was like oh okay I'm just gonna watch some YouTube and yeah so they decorated the whole house and they surprised me with balloons and party poppers and cake and we made pancakes for breakfast and we played um, Pass the Parcel and we had a pinata, which we named Pierre, um, posthumously, of unfortunately, for the Um And for those who don't know, because there's some people that don't know it, but we play the chocolate game, which is like... I think it's one actually, of those like Australiana things. Yeah. Well, I actually don't know what it's called either. I'm just calling it the chocolate game because... I mean, if you grew up is. at the same time period as we did... Yeah. in Australia, you will know. You will know. <laughs> I'm sure it has a it's, game. I'm going to Google this. Um, it's, um, while you do, do you want to explain it? <laughs> yeah. So you have to roll a, a, a set of dice, and if it rolls on like a certain number, so usually it's six, I think, um, there's like a designated costume that you have to put on on top of your clothes, and then you have to like cut a big block of chocolate with a knife and fork and eat each piece one by one. Um, okay, so it originated in Germany and is known as the Chocolate Game or oh, Dog's lovely. Dinner or Chocolate Boggle, which I quite like. I like Chocolate Boggle. We're going to call it Chocolate Boggle. <laughs> chocolate Boggle. <laughs> it's just fun to say. Um, so it's not a peak of Australiana. Um, no, it's European. We just stole well, everything. There you as go. Per usual. Well, I mean, didn't technically steal it if we were colonised. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> True, but we won't call so it. It's a tool of colonization. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we played that and Portela with only three ate. people as well. That's like with, yeah, <laughs> and he yeah he ate like sixty percent of the block. And for anybody that's done that in this particular circumstance, like I you know I know people can eat like a sixty percent of a block of chocolate in a day. That's fine. This is like a stressful scenario where you're trying to get like dressed and undressed. You're inhaling in a costume it, and you're literally just basically breathing blocks of chocolate. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not good. Um, yeah, so that was really lovely. That was my birthday. Oh, and then I bought um, Sims Four. So if you don't hear from me for like <laughs> the rest it's of quarantine, she's Sims. I'm trying to figure yeah. out how we can have like a Sims party and play Sims together. Because it's yeah, one of those I was trying to figure that out like, with a friend. Well, we could do it by Zoom. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I don't and know like if just you can, share like... screens. <laughs> yeah, but um, you wouldn't be able to like have your Sims enter somebody no. else's no, you Sim can't. world. Yeah, no, which is tragic. Um, but you can play it, it alongside one another, um, which is not like actually. Laura was telling me about to. apparently there is some kind of like multiplayer version of it, but it's not like proper Sims. It's just like. Like when I told her when we first it's fake sorry, Sims. We can, yeah, it's like a it's like a um like an online version. Um because yeah. when I told her like when we the day that we were like packing up our offices to bring everything home, I was like, Oh I'm gonna play so much Sims, like managed to get it on my laptop, blah 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 and she was like, Don't even like do not let me download <laughs> Sims and get it because it'll like <laughs> she's like trying to do all this like We've got a lot of like stuff going on at work at the moment. She's going on mat leave soon, so it's like she won't get it. She cannot. Um, yeah, 
was like, just wait for Matt and leave, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we should we should play Sims. I wonder if that'd be like, I mean, let us know if that's something that you'd be interested in seeing. We could do like a we could put we could a screen live record stream and put. Of- <laughs> Our new like Twitch channel, because <laughs> um, that might be kind of fun. Um, like, I mean, we catch up and chat anyway. We could just do it with Sims and then put that on yeah. our website. Um, yeah. But it. yeah, I'm sure people don't want to hear about that. But yeah, anyway, so you played Sims or you downloaded Sims for your birthday, yeah. and that's how I ended my night. I played Sims. <laughs> Love it. On my 24th birthday. Love um, it. So it was actually really nice. Like, I expected it to be so chilled out, low-key, and, like, my housemates made it really special, which was really nice. So yeah. not that bad a birthday. Birthday was not cancelled this year. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess, like, obviously... In this time, one of the things is that, like, all we can really do is make the most of what we've got and make the best of a bad situation. And so it sounds like you guys are coping quite well as a house. Um, I think so. It's I think there's been a... For me especially, there's been a bit of teething. Um, and I think this would actually be quite a good segue into what we want to talk about. But, like, my first week of working from home, using that term, not the living in a pandemic and working this situation (laughs) um there was just like so many emotions and so many like you felt like they were unjustified emotions and I was Mm -hmm. talking to a lot of co-workers about it and for example like I remember waking up so I started working from home on a Thursday but the Monday after that I just woke up really angry (laughs) like yeah I just didn't understand why and I thought I was the only one that was feeling re- like super duper frustrated and irritated and angry um and it's probably one of the first times in a long time that I haven't been able to understand why I'm feeling a certain way mm-hmm. which was quite odd um but yeah talking to people like and we'll get into this a little bit but we do virtual Friday night drinks at work um and a lot of the people were saying the same thing that like that was just like one day you'd wake up and you'd be really angry, the next day you'd be really sad, and the day after that you'd be like, oh, okay, everything's normal, and then you'd like yeah. cycle through that again. Yeah, well, we, I mean, Brad and I caught up last, when did we talk? Last week sometime. Um, and we were so. talking about how we have like one good day and then one bad day. Um, yeah. And I was actually telling someone else about this as well is that like, I think for me, the, I've, I've nailed the problem it's the dishwasher. <laughs> Is that as one person, I don't create enough dishes to fill up the dishwasher in one day. And so I put the, like a full dishwasher on. Mm. And then the next day I'm like, I can't be bothered unpacking this because I don't need the dishes that are in it. And I also don't have enough to put in it. And so I end up piling up dishes. <laughs> and then it gets to a point where I like need to unpack it so that I can stack it and like, <laughs> put, like put it on again after it's like two days and so like every I'm putting the dishwasher on like every second or third day yeah. and like the day that I put it on is a good day and then the like it gets worse and worse <laughs> until I do it again and the same goes with like it's washing my hair I like because I'm not I did not realize how um how dirty like just leaving the house makes you like as a person yeah um yeah. like I like when I um 
like when I was working and like walking to work every day, I'd be spending like probably an hour outside every day just walking. Um, and there's this whole thing about like London's pollution and blah, 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 blah. But like, I did not realize how dirty that made my hair. Um, yeah. Cause your hair just like tra- especially cause it, you're yeah, it absorbs it everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. And so like, since I've been working from home, I've been going for like five or six days without washing my hair, which is like unheard of for me. Um, <laughs> cause I'm always just like, Oh, it's not like, it's not, it's fine. Like it's, it doesn't need it. Um, yeah. but obviously it's not like, cause my hair's curly. It's getting more and more like the curls getting messed up and like all yeah like it's not it's not pleasant to deal with I'm kind of just like chucking it up um and in the day that I wash it I'm like I'm a new person like, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so it's like things like that that bring you a bit of um like almost like a reset and a refresher to yeah. your time um that I've found really helpful to like get over some of that the emotional stuff, which I didn't really realise was something that could be, like, linked. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because, for me, it's helped me really, like... I don't know. Like, put in context that that whole rhetoric of, oh, it's just your mindset, you need to change it, and you'll feel better about things. Like, tried that. Doesn't work. <laughs> like, didn't even think I needed to change my mindset. Like, I was just going to keep going on about life and still felt shit about things for no re- Like, for mm. what I deemed to be no reason. Um, so it was an interesting learning curve, I think, for me to sort of go through that over a couple of weeks. And sort of now I feel like I'm on the other, out, other side of it and feel a bit more, like, settled and not necessarily positive about things, but just a bit more like, okay, this is the way things are now. Mm. Um very yeah. vague <laughs> yeah I think it's um it's been weird coping with the emotional stuff because I get the same thing um I like this week will be the fourth week that I've been working from home um yeah. or like have been in quarantine or in lockdown isolation or whatever um <laughs> so I feel like I've definitely gotten over the hump of like adjusting to it but at the same time the longer time goes on, the more I'm like, okay, I really need to keep some solid like self-care practices up so that I'm not just like submitting to a void of time. Like, um, (laughs) which is pretty much what life is right now. Which is, yeah, very much how it feels. And I think, um, part of that is obviously having a bit of a routine in place, which we'll talk about in a bit, but like a big bit of it is having approaching it with like self-kindness and compassion and that you're not like beating yourself up for, like, for me, something that I really, like, put a lot of guilt around is when I go to bed really late and, like, I'm, like, yeah. oh, I'm staying up so late, like, the um, But I've realised, and I think this is because um, of the situation that I'm in. I'm, like, I'm, I'm alone at home. Like, I'm the only person in my house and I have been for, like, two weeks. And so I don't have, like, just, like, everyday boring conversations of like like you know like just like I don't have anyone around me basically and so I think a part of that is trying to like subconsciously wait until all my friends in Melbourne wake up and so that people will talk to me um but then the like but then the time differences change as well so it's mainly just that I can't talk to Harrison um yeah which isn't like it's not a problem and it's like it's like I talk to people enough during the day but then I'm like I get because I haven't done anything during the day as well. I'm not as tired. And so I'm like, 
yeah. I've got all this extra energy and I'm like, oh, like, you know, I'll just watch another, I, like I have time limits on all my apps on my phone and I'll be like, oh, just another 15 minutes, just another 15 minutes. And like, <laughs> it just gets to be so draining, but I think I really need to, I, I think historically my mindset had been, oh, I, I really need to be more strict with myself and go to bed earlier. But then in reality, that creates this sort of like cycle of anxiety of like, oh, you know, I need to go to bed. And then if I don't, you end up beating yourself up for it and feeling worse about it. And then, yeah, it's yeah. like the whole, like any other um, feedback loop in terms of our well-being and shame. Um, but yeah, it's like, why can't, like, who's telling, like, why am I holding myself to these standards? Like, why can't I just lean into it? and do what's actually going to make me feel good rather than like doing it as almost like a guilty pleasure that's not even pleasurable yeah I think in the interest like that was a big thing for me and I remember messaging you about it um last week and being like oh apparently I just don't go to sleep till midnight now which is unheard of for me like yeah during the, during the week yeah. I would go to bed at like 10 I'd be in bed by like 9 45 10 and maybe would fall asleep around 10 30 11 um but now I can't, like, even slightly fall asleep before 12. And, like, mm. that's because – and you're probably the same, Liza. It was, like, before I was getting up earlier, I was catching public transports, like, walking a lot more. That uses a lot more emotional energy as well because you're, like, being considerate of other people. Um, just, like, all of that stuff adds up. And, obviously, as soon as you strip all of that away and you're just at home, you're literally moving from, like, your dining table to maybe going out for a walk mm-hmm. and then coming back and – putting yourself in front of another screen or putting yourself in front of a book or whatever, no wonder your body's just going to be like, oh, I have all this extra energy. I don't want to go to bed yet. And that's okay. Like, it's it's totally fine. It's just taken me a bit to be like, okay, so this is what I can do if I want to do anything in the extra time, if I just want to sit in bed. Like, that's totally cool too. But I think as well, a part of it is building activities into your day that do take up some energy in a positive way. Um, Yeah. Like, one thing that I've really been struggling with recently is that um, the... So the London... Well, the UK government was like, you can only go outside if it's to go to the shops or to exercise. Um, Yeah. And, like, which is fine. Agreed. Yeah. Like, I have not been going outside unless it's to go to the shops or to exercise. But because I'm not, like, a runner... I don't really want to take up space on the footpaths because I live in a really crowded area and there's a lot of people, like a lot of people out walking and running. Um, And so I haven't been going outside very much. Like I've probably only been like in the three weeks that I've been in like staying at home. I've only been outside like maybe like four or five times, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I've got fresh air. I'm really lucky to have like a patio that I can sit out on and I, I, I can, get that fresh air, but I'm not like moving my body and I'm not walking around and I'm not doing things. Um, which is, I think sort of where the kind of like Fitzbo people were trying to be like, make sure you're still doing some exercise and like, and it like, it does make you feel a lot better, but the reasons that a lot of people are, are spouting for like bringing, um, the reasons that people are like, promoting exercise now is super diety and so that's like problematic in itself but I think for a lot of people like me that really puts you off wanting to work out like if some thin white woman is telling me to work out I'm not gonna do it like no (laughs) like fuck her um (laughs) so like I think 
what we really need to tap into is like, and I, I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, like that sort of taking a step back and thinking what's actually the fundamentals for me, what makes me feel good and what is the like, what are the things that uplift me and make me happy and a self-care activities for myself. Um, yeah. And so something that I find really useful when I'm, when I'm in the mood for it is like doing some yoga or stretching or just like, like just remembering to like stand up from my desk and like mm. take a stretch. Um, yeah. But that might not be what everyone like helps them feel good. But like for me, it's just reconnecting my like headspace to my body and being like, Oh, yeah. I actually do exist in this physical world. Um, because I think like with anything, the longer you go without something, the more that you want it. And so it's like, like I was telling you just before we started recording, I went for this walk yesterday and there were so many people. Like it was so stressful just trying to avoid the people I was walking past. Um, And the park I was walking in has all these signs up, which I think they put all around London that are like, notes like, you know, attention joggers and walkers and blah, blah, blah. Like keep left, only overtake if you can. Like it's basically like enforcing like road rules onto the footpath so that people can distance safely. But there were people like running in groups, like two abreast on the footpath, on a footpath that's probably only a metre and a half wide anyway. And so if you're walking, they're like overtaking you together and definitely violating that space. Like people were literally like brushing past me yesterday as I was walking. And I was like, like, why do you think that this is (laughs) helpful in any way? And there was like whole families out and they had like kids on scooters and bikes and stuff, which is fine. Like take your kid out for a walk. I get it. But like, they'd like be walking down the direct middle of the footpath. So if you were going to overtake them, you had to like, completely go off the footpath yeah um which yeah I'm just a bit over it and so I've I've not been going out very much because it going out in itself is quite stressful in trying to do it responsibly um yeah because so many people are not taking like taking it seriously enough um I feel like it's either or for me I feel like there's some people who will literally see you from like six or seven meters away and will shift to the other side the like, we'll almost walk on a road for you <laughs> if you're, like, on the side yeah. first. Or oh, I've done road, a lot of road walking great. recently. Like, there's no cars yeah. here anyway, which is great. Um, but then there's the other people that just literally, like, I went for like, a distant walk with a friend um, from work because we live, like, close to each other. Um, and we were trying to keep our distance on the footpath, but then one chick just, like, crossed the road illegally and then just, like, ended up right next to my mate and she just looked at me and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, mm. <laughs> just wait for us to walk that little bit further and then, like, jump off the road because there are, like, no cars and, like, or you could have just, like, gotten behind. Anyway, yeah, it's just very bizarre seeing people's attitudes to it. But yes. we're not here to talk about that. No, and I think, <laughs> I mean, obviously everyone's going to come up against shit like this and the really mm. frustrating scenarios like that. But, like, yeah, at least, I mean, the organizations and the governments and stuff they're really trying their best to make this as easy for us as possible but so many people are just ignoring it which is really frustrating um yeah yeah. so i mean (laughs) everyone that's listening to us will already be quite responsible with this but if you are not taking it carefully please do um because it's not your life it's your grandma's or 
someone else that you know or someone that they know or, you know, yeah, we've got to all exactly. be careful. Um, but yeah, anyways, should we talk more about kind of like, I guess, the things that we're doing on a regular basis to help us cope and set some of those, not necessarily boundaries, but like that gentle structure and routine that's like helping us deal with everything? Yes, let's do it. Would you like to start? Would you like me to start? Um, I can, I guess. Um, I feel it. like it's kind of tricky because my work routine, like, so when I'm at work anyway, I'm already like isolated. Like I'm in my own office. Um, mm. We have our own rooms because we see clients and stuff. And so I already am in like, a very self-driven structured work like like all of the structure in my workplace is, is put on me um which I struggle with at the best of times like I'm not very good at maintaining motivation and I'm not very good at maintaining focus and I get really easily distracted or um yeah I don't know I like I, I probably need to to be a little bit more um I need to look into it and think deeper about it but Basically, at the best of times, I'm not in a very, like, good, he- like, work headspace most of the time. Um, and I think a big part of that is just, like, having moved overseas and having to adjust to a new life. Like, I'm I'm still getting used to the job that I'm doing. Um, and so moving home, that obviously adds another layer of, like, I've got everything else around me and I've got all the things in my house that I can, like, I can just go and make food whenever I want, which I could <laughs> at work anyway, but, like... Um, it's even less structured and rigid than it was. And so the first week I was working from my bedroom, which the main issue in there is that there was, the internet was crap, but like, um, the like desk that I was sitting in, that was very uncomfortable cause it was like a patio table. I think I told you about this in the last episode yes, you that we did. recorded. Yeah. Um, so I ended up ordering some furniture, which again, I'm very lucky and and privileged to be able to do that because I got in before everything kind of like hit and I was like okay I'm doing an Ikea order and I'm gonna get everything delivered um so I managed to get some furniture in sort of like halfway through the second week that I was working from home which made things a lot more comfortable um but yeah so I've moved since my flatmate went away like she's gone to Wales with her family so moved out to the living room internet out here's a lot better there's a lot more natural light it feels a lot better and so I guess a big part of it for me has been setting that environment um but then the problem that I run into is once I get into like a flow of work I'll like not stop like I'll end up working until like 10 o'clock at night because I'm just like in the zone of it um but it takes me a long time to get into that like headspace and so I think something that really helps with that is having a bit of gentle routine throughout the day so that you like, you know, you're, you're signing on at nine o'clock or whatever and you're logging out at six and that's finished. Um, yeah. Have you kind of like done the same thing? Yeah. Well, I'm, I've always thrived off a routine. Like I'm someone who really enjoys stability and that's not to say my days need to be the exact same order every day, but just sort of having chunks of time is like Mm -hmm. the big thing for me. So um, if I just like, I'll run you through a work day really quickly, I'll get up like 45 minutes before I start work. I'll, I will like make myself a cuppa, 
get ready, like get changed. I'll like, it's going to sound so fucking lame, but like I'll curl my lashes, put like mascara on, brows and a bit of highlighter, maybe concealer, but that's it. That's all I do for work normally anyway. So it's nothing out of the ordinary. Um, and then I'll make my brekkie. And I think this is the big thing for me is that I don't have a desk. So I'm currently working at our dining table in the kitchen mm -hmm. and work have been kind enough to give me a riser and a, um, sorry, a laptop riser and a wireless keyboard and mouse. Mm -hmm. Um, so at the end of every day I clear that, but so at the start of the day I set that up and that's kind of like, okay, work's on now. It's almost like that weirdly symbolic in my head. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of jot down, like I'll go through my emails in the morning um, cause there's so many now that everyone's not face to face and can't just have mm -hmm. a chat. Um, we have our own little work, um, couple of like inter project work platforms that we use. So I check all of them and then we have like a stand up meeting at 9.15, 9.30 every day. And that's kind of been really good because I have that one point where I'm like, I see everybody in my team on zoom. We have a cuppa, we all have a chat, we plan our day and then we go forward and that helps me set up, okay, so if I started at 8.30, I can finish at 4.30 with a one-hour lunch break in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, and that helps me split up my day and, like, separate it up with meetings as well, um, if I've got them. And if I don't have meetings to split everything up, then I'll be like, okay, my break at 2.30 will be, like, putting my laundry out, for example, or, like, mm -hmm. tidying my room a bit and having that kind of knowing that I need a break at some points, but and trying to get me away from my desk. Um, so that's kind of like me, Monday to Friday from 8.30 to 4.30. And then I always clear the dining table because obviously it's a dining table and we eat at it. <laughs> and that's kind of like the end of my work day. So I don't check emails. I don't like, I close all my tabs and everything and exit all my work programs. And I always give myself an hour straight after work to go do something that's not screen related. Because that's mm. the other thing is that you're at a screen the whole time. And I think if you're able to, like, I enjoy watching YouTube, YouTube and I'm currently binge-watching Bon Appetit at the moment. <laughs> but I think if I went straight from work to just watching Bon Appetit straight after that, I wouldn't feel like there was a break in screen time. Yeah, there's that not barrier. that, like, clear divide. Yeah. Yeah. And so then having dinner, like, when I'm feeling a bit hungrier later and then sort of letting my night guide me a little bit more as opposed to planning it, I feel like that's been the best system for me but the key things have actually been like getting ready in the morning setting up my workspace setting down my workspace and taking breaks throughout the day as I would at work because like if you'd get up to go have a meeting with someone or talk to someone or like you get up to make a cuppa and take like you'd have a chat to someone in the tea room like just trying to simulate the work day as much as I can because yeah. otherwise I think it would all just like I just sit at my kitchen table <laughs> like you say like 30 to 4 30 like yeah yeah and I think um yeah it's interesting because like obviously different things work for different people um and that like is something that you know if you can reinforce that it's like great but like I just know that that same system wouldn't work for me um because I've tried no. it and it doesn't and I and think there's so many people that say that like one of my managers was like I just can't it literally takes me till 12 o'clock to be able to do work again. And she's yeah. like one of the most motivated, intelligent, driven people that I know. And at work, she'll be fine from like nine o'clock, bang, she's on. But being at home and especially 
just not having those boundaries, your whole system mm-hmm. changes. And like, I think you just have to sort of take this, if you are lucky enough to work from home, as a bit of a an opportunity to learn that and use your work life around that if your work lets yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, I mean, again, yeah, I'm very lucky to be able to have the flexibility that I do with my job and be able to continue like doing it from home. Um, but yeah, it's interesting seeing how different people are reacting to it and how, oh, sorry, how it's, um, how we've been able to like pick it up and translate it into something that's productive because yeah, like I said at the beginning, like it's not, this isn't a normal circumstance where we, we are expected to just pick it up and, and run with it. Um, no. And a lot of the work that I do as part of my work, it's not as, I wouldn't call it creative work, but it's using, it's definitely like I'm using a creative abstract. part of my brain in that I'm like creating a lot yeah. of stuff. Um, and so I find that like frame of mind really difficult to get into when I'm not inspired and I'm not in a place that's like, exciting and uplifting and like I don't have people around me to bounce off um and so yeah that's been interesting to see how that's you know that kind of translates um into this time um but yeah I don't know I've kind of I've sort of been playing around with doing it a bunch of different ways um but yeah it's kind of like it's a hard sort of thing to pick up when you're used to one thing um Yeah, and in saying that, like, my routine's only really been a routine for the last week. Like, I would not... Yeah, honestly speaking, it definitely took me a little bit to get into the rhythm of things because there are some days that are just shit. Like, humans are social beings. Like, you you want to be around other people and you want to have different stimulus to be able to sort of break up your day a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, and when you don't have that, you really just sort of have to, it it takes time to adjust like any change. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I think for me, part of it as well is having to switch between, um, within work, like different tasks that we're doing and that this is something that's like the same week to week anyway. Um, like I do, so I have two kind of like admin in inverted commons days a week and then three client facing days and so my Thursday Friday Saturday is when I see clients um which is great because it means that it's all in like one big chunk and I can kind of like take my focus away from whatever else I was working on and and onto client stuff um but yeah I think really having that structure is really useful in this time because it helps you set quite clear boundaries around like what you're working on and keep it more task oriented rather than like trying to muster up some direction amidst all of it. Um, so yeah. And I think it's really good to have that kind of like, I guess, yeah, that routine, like holding you in place rather than having to like do it all by yourself. Um, because, yeah, we've had the same thing where we have, like, a team meeting every morning, which is really nice to just be able to sort of, like, check in and discuss anything and kind of work through these things. And also just feel like you're not completely on your own. Um, yeah. Because it can be really easy to feel like we're completely, like, in a, in a vacuum, basically. Um, yeah. Which sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's something to adjust to, and I think, obviously, again, like, and I feel like we've said this to death already, but like, it is something that I'm very grateful that I've still got work to do, um, mm-hmm. and that I've still got projects that I'm working on and clients that are seeing, like, I'm seeing by Zoom, um, because that in itself is really valuable, like, human social interaction. Um, yeah. For sure. Even though it's obviously like a slightly different thing to like a, a friend that cares about you, um, <laughs> like checking in on you. It's it's nice to have, like, my, yeah, my clients are great anyway. Like they're, you know, a lot of them, um, it just gives, it feels that social cup as well without you having to then make extra time to talk to people. Because that's something else that I've been thinking about a lot recently is that people are so much more like, well, at least in my experience, people like everyone's like, "Oh, let's catch up. Let's like have a FaceTime. Let's do oh, this." Yeah. And I'm like, oh, "I don't have the time for this." Yeah, a hundred percent. I've definitely been more social in the last like <laughs> week than I have in a long time. Yeah, which is like exhausting. Like I don't have yeah. that that much energy to dedicate to social stuff. Um, and I think the interesting thing is as well is that like when it's all just in your house, like you're just at home all the time. There's no kind of like, like a lot of us are forgetting that we need to take time for ourselves and to do nice things for ourselves as well. And I think that's something to highlight is that none of what we've said is prescriptive in any way, shape or form. No. Like I don't, I, I'm sure Liza doesn't like that, but we don't want you to make, feel like you have to suddenly have your routine together and like really tap into what is most productive for you and what works for you. It's this is just like so unprecedented that some people are just able to switch better, not better, maybe just quicker. And some people need to take a bit more time because it's, it's so such a volatile world that we're living in at the moment. So just like take the time for what works for you and make sure that you're paying attention to what you want to do, not what everybody's trying to tell you to do, like being productive or baking banana bread or... Oh my God, so um, many people making banana bread this week. Like, <laughs> that's it was the theme ridiculous. of the moment. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's not for everyone. Don't feel like it has to be for you. Just do what you want to do, like play Sims. And I'm currently having that battle at the moment. That's like me. I feel kind of a little bit guilty playing Sims as much as I am, but also, you know what, it's... When else am I going to have the time to be playing this much Sims ever again? Like, yeah. And not have it impede with the rest of my life. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's it's a really good opportunity for us to tap into what's actually enjoyable and pleasurable and, like, an act of self-care for us. Because, like, a lot of the things that people are doing and sharing aren't actually going to be uplifting for everyone they're going to be something that's actually making more of a burden and more more work um like we talked about in that last that episode before last um yeah around getting those really fundamental things in place like I don't know I guess just really being able to check in with yourself and be like am I actually enjoying this is this actually helping or is it something that's actually contributing to a more heightened state of stress or whatever it is um yeah, I don't know, it's interesting. And the other thing to acknowledge is that Eliza and I are only speaking from our own perspective and those we've talked to. Some people have been able to switch to this, like, and not have any feelings about it whatsoever as well. And if you don't feel anything for this, then great. Like, you don't have to feel like you have to have this really, like, 
worldly change or life change in order to sit in this new paradigm of life like that's totally cool as well if you're just like yep this is it I'm going to keep going with it yeah and I think for a lot of people it's actually been like a really welcome break and time to slow down and and like just be a little bit more yeah slow with the way that we're approaching life like Mm. one of my clients I was talking to a couple it was maybe week before last so I was like right you know not at the beginning but sort of like a week or so into this and she was saying that like she almost felt guilty for feeling quite like relieved by this because I know for a lot of us and like I'm definitely feeling this as well is that like it's a very yeah welcome opportunity to just slow like slow down and rest um yeah and that in itself can be really like accepting that rather than feeling guilty about it um can be really powerful to help us like just feel a little bit better in general um and cope with this but yeah anyway I feel like we've rambled on about the like routine stuff enough but should we talk a little bit about like some of the actual things that we'd be doing like what's actually in season for us yeah which is a bit of a loose what's in season (laughs) yeah (laughs) um sure shall I start yeah sure um, I've already mentioned this. I've mentioned pretty much my two things of the moment. And I feel like I don't really want to... Do you want to do the categories? Because I don't... I don't know. I don't feel like I've done a whole lot. Um. <laughs> I nah, definitely am reading. Nah, let's, let's leave the categories. Um, I love it. Spontaneous. Yeah, because, like, where does one thing end and another thing begin? You know, not everything can be put into boxes. Um, also, I'm sorry if you can hear my stomach, like, grumbling throughout all of this. I'm not sure if it's coming through, but um, the microphone is at, like, stomach level and I can hear my stomach having, <laughs> I can't having fun anything, digesting my breakfast. We, so, we just as an go FYI. into editing world and hear a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah this episode of the pantry party featuring my stomach um, <laughs> but yeah anyway do you want to um tell us what you've been up to and what you've been enjoying yeah so uh i mentioned the sims it's been 24 hours and that is definitely a favorite <laughs> no no questions about that um i have also been binge watching and let me preface this by saying I I did watch Bon Appetit. Like I'm not. I used to just watch it like maybe a couple of videos a week, but I am smashing through all of their playlists at the moment. Like I will start my day with a Bon Appetit video <laughs> and end my day with a Bon Appetit video. Um, Love it. And it's got me really like excited to be in the kitchen. <laughs> like I don't know what it is because like. I well obviously like watching them before was always like fun like their personalities are quite funny. Um, for those who don't know, Bon Appetit is a magazine and they've got a an accompanying YouTube channel for the test kitchen. So like whenever they're like trialing recipes or whatnot, um, they'll like video them and put content up on YouTube and it's so much fun. Um, Laura gets really annoyed at me because I don't watch it, but I know that if I started watching them. <laughs> I would go down an absolute like black hole of Bon Appetit and be like, yeah. just ne- it would never end. And I, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like, they're on the fringe of my awareness. Like I kind of know some of the people and some of the kind of like, not jokes, but like the sort of ideas and like the things that come out of it. But 
I just I can't bring myself to actually engaging in it because I know it'd just be oh. such a like consuming thing for me. You and Brad. Brad loves like he has a series called It's Alive because he loves like fermenting things and he loves sourdough. You and Brad would be best mates, Liza. <laughs> See, this Genuinely. is why I can't watch it because I know that I'll just get like consumed by it. Um, so <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Well, well, I've been doing all weekend. <laughs> when I have other things to be doing and other things that... Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. Bon Appetit. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet at some point and get around it, aren't I? Like, I can't yeah. keep putting it off forever. No. Um. No, you cannot. <laughs> um, yeah, so they've been the two things that I've been loving. I've been listening to a band that I didn't think I was going to like, um, but I... Do, and I've been listening to one of their albums on repeats. The the band Camino. They're literally called the, like start quotation marks. The band Camino end quotation marks. Like it's not. <laughs> I've not, not called heard Camino. Of them. Um, yeah, they're like kind of pop rocky, like four dudes in a band. Yeah, I don't nice. know. They're kind of catchy. That's <laughs> that's all I have to say. Their album Try Hard is the one that I've been listening to. It's quite good. I reckon, I honestly think that's most of the content I've been consuming. I haven't been doing a whole lot. Mmm. I think I've, I've like... been making a lot of tea. Tea, <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've actually, since, since we last spoke, um, like, like since last week when you and I caught up, um, yeah. I have managed to get my hands on some coffee. I ordered some coffee, like, right at the beginning of this, like, as soon as I left work, because I knew that I would need some caffeine to keep me going through work. Um, but I ordered it through Pact, which is, like, a, um, they do all of these, like, interesting, um, like, single origin stuff and different blends and all of this stuff, and they they grind it for whatever you need it for. Like, that you can modify the grind before you send it out. So you don't have to grind it at home. Um, And I ordered some stuff through them like the week that I started working from home and it only arrived last week. And it's one of those, like usually it's not on their fault at all. Like I I really like Pact and I really like their stuff. Um, And I'm really grateful that they're still operating amidst all of this. Um, (laughs) it It was Royal Mail that like took forever. It's the whole mail service is just fucked over here. Um. So I ended up getting my coffee a little bit later than I was hoping. And so that has actually made a really big impact on my like well-being and just having a daily routine and, and something that I really associate, like I associate coffee with work because yeah, like throughout uni, I was working in cafes and so I would drink a lot of coffee and then have to go home and do my, <laughs> all of my Housework. uni assignments. And then like at work, I'll like get myself a coffee on the way into work or, um, like I make coffee, I've got an AeroPress at work. And so I really should have brought that home with me cause that would have been good to have, but I've got my like stovetop coffee pot that I use here. Um, and like when I was at Hawthorne, there was a coffee roastery, like across the road from us and always used to I spent way too much money there basically Liza's addicted to coffee is what I'm not addicted though like (laughs) I don't get like the withdrawals I don't get the headaches I'm not it's not something that I rely on but it's more the the routine of it of having coffee 
that like tea doesn't just it just doesn't cut it for me like it's I think it's like something about the smell and I reckon if I could smell roasting coffee like not even actual coffee but like the smell that coffee makes when it's being roasted I reckon that would actually give me a really big productivity hit um because there's you a can roastery. You a little uh, randomized control trial. Yeah, uh, I actually think. <laughs> yeah, it's not the coffee; it's the smell, and it's the like. Um, the experience. Yeah, just the the routine. I mean, because half the time when yeah. I make a cup of coffee, I don't even drink it. Like I, I have a couple of sips, and it just sits on my desk, um, <laughs> which is horrible. But. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. So anyway, I got some coffee, and that's been really good um, because that's helped me again, bring a little bit of structure to the day. And even on days that I'm not working, it just makes me feel a little bit more like human. Um, yeah. Cause it's kind of like one of those, it takes a lot longer to make a pot of coffee than it does to make a cup of tea. And it kind of, it's more of a process. Um, yeah. So I've been drinking a bit more coffee recently, which has been good. Um, as usual, I've been making a lot of bread. Um, if anyone's on my Instagram, you would have seen, I'm, I'm, I've kind of like, upped my bread making to maybe like a loaf every maybe like five days so not quite two a week but more regularly than I was so I've been making bread more regularly um basically because it means that I don't have to buy bread when I go to the supermarket and I've got um something that kind of again brings a little bit of structure to my time um I've been watching a lot of TV recently I've just kind of I think I really thrive when I've got something like in the background on that I can like actively divert my attention away from if that makes sense when I'm working um so like last week I was doing this really big project where I was writing a lot and I had to do a lot of like editing and formatting and like design stuff and so having tv on in the background helps me stay focused on the task at hand because I'm like having to ignore something actively like zone out something in order to focus on focus yeah um because I'm not like looking for distractions I'm kind of like work is distraction from something else that's in the background um so I've been watching it's always sunny in Philadelphia which is crap like it's horrible but it's funny (laughs) it's I haven't watched that it's so it's one of those shows that really hasn't aged very well at the beginning of it um (laughs) But it's kind of like, it's, yeah, it's like, I mean, it, it does, does the job in being like background noise. It's not, it's not, I don't find it particularly like people really love it, but I don't find it particularly interesting or engaging. I'm kind of just like, uh, give it like, give or take, like I yeah. don't really care. Um, yeah. and then I watched, what else was I watching? Um, I watched, so this is more like active watching. I watched Tiger King. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that in mine. I forgot to mention it, which I feel like it's making its rounds. I mean, you don't need us to tell you about it. If you haven't seen it, no. go and watch it. It's disgusting. <laughs> I think it's it's literally what, like Selling watching it. a train wreck. Um, and it's my, just... I was explaining my like favourite part to someone, and I realised as I said it that it was just like... That was it. Was that it's... Each episode, bar the first two, feels like you're starting a new series. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like a different they're phase They're vaguely their connected, lives. but not really. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. It's that's, so that's bizarre. That's a really good way of putting it. 
What was your but favorite? But also really fun because you spoilers, don't know what's everyone, coming. Spoilers. What was your favorite? Oh, yeah, bit? spoilers. What was my favorite bit? Oh, I don't know. There was, I still think I'm processing. I finished it last Thursday and I genuinely think my brain cannot compute everything that happened in the seven yeah. episodes. Honestly, I um, think I've like blocked out some of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend, Matt, hey, if you're watching, um, we went to primary school together and Cute. we're like internet best friends now. It's great. Um, <laughs> Matt and I were talking about it and like... I think my favourite part is right at the very, very end where he's, like, putting on his pants and he's like, oh, and the padlocks. Like that. <laughs> if he what was, in the last even, episode? In the very last episode, he's, like, getting ready to, like, go to court or something and he's putting on his jeans and he points at the padlocks talking about... I, I don't even think... I don't even... This is, like, too inappropriate for even, like, us. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like... Why did they, first of all, why did they include that? Why did they yeah. need to like like why did they just drop that in there? And I'm do- I know I'm doing the exact same thing by just dropping it in there. But I'm just like Actually, I'm gonna steal my housemate's favourite part, and I think it's the editing of it. Mm. And so he my housemate was like, I just love that they keep in this is a documentary for those who don't know, and they mm. keep in the sections as like a prelude to the main section of like the people going, Oh, should I stand over there because it yeah. makes me look more XYZ? Yeah. And they leave that in for every single thing, and it just makes me laugh so hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're literally setting themselves up, and the director's just like, Uh, yeah, do what you want. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's because they're like they're trying to. He's trying to direct his own documentary of himself. Um, yeah, and it's just. Oh. But it's not. It's not just him as well. It's like Doc. Doc yeah. Angel does it as well, oh my God. and like. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. I just. It's just so. Like. It's just a lot. Oh I actually don't God. think we could. I don't know how anyone it. could like live in that environment. Like. The thing that got me was that, like, every episode I'd be like, I can't believe this has happened, like, halfway across the world. Like, it it just seems like something it that would happen It seems like a, a fictional planet. universe. Yeah. 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 Um, we'll stop rambling about it. Go and watch it if you haven't already, people who are... Or don't, because it's quite, like, horrible. Like, it's... it's yeah. I found it quite distressing be... to watch. Like, I... I yeah. Sh- yeah, so if would have really... Struggle. She didn't, yeah, like she'd watch like half set episode and she was like, no, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, she's a, she's a zookeeper for those who don't know. So it's <laughs> um, as though people sensitive. would know what your housemate does. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about her while I was watching it though. I was kind of like, I wonder how she would be reacting to this because like, it's pretty fucked up. Um, not in terms of like the animal abuse and stuff, but just in the way that they kind of like, well, the it's thing a commodity is for them. Like it's yeah, that's what. So Soph couldn't get really get past like no, the tr- the animal treatment stuff for her was a bit of a an issue, but also that like there's there's moments where they're like riding elephants, and she's like to get. I I asked her like just because I want it from a zookeeper's perspective. What's so wrong with it? Because I was saying, oh, it's wrong, but I was like, what is it? 
that yeah really propels it to being wrong and she's like they're wild animals for them to to be happy doing that or be so submissive doing that you would have had to do some really really horrific things yeah for them to to get them that that way yeah yeah to get them that submissive like they're definitely scared of you yeah which is like when you think about it to have like an elephant scared of a human is fucked like yeah (laughs) elephants are pretty big yeah um and the same goes for tigers and things. So, yeah, it's definitely, if you're a huge animal lover, and definitely, I, I think yeah. it could be, yeah, definitely could be distressing. Yeah, and I think even... Even if you're not. <laughs> even if you're not. And I think the the thing that really got through to me, because I was quite easily able to, like, tune that part of that, part mm. of it out of my brain, is the abuse that the people in it go through. Like, the, yeah. particularly the, like, husband and, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The relationship side of things like, is just It's really else. messed up. And so just, like, a warning, if you are thinking of watching it, that it is very distressing. Um, yeah. But it's just... Yeah, it's it's so unbelievable, which I think is why it's so captivating, um, as problematic as it is. So, yeah, anyway. Um, other things <laughs> I've been watching. Um, there was something else. Oh, I've been watching a lot of Drag Race. Um, Love it. Like... Oh my god. Have you have you been watching it? <laughs> nah. I never got into Drag Race. Oh my god. So I only started watching it when I moved over because that was when it was first available on Netflix. And so like the last six months have just been... Like I've literally watched all of it. There's 12 seasons. Because um, it's again, it's good background. It's like something to have on in the background because you don't really need to be paying attention to keep yeah. up with it. Like you don't need to be watching it actively. Um... But yeah, I'm really enjoying this season. Um, I just, yeah, just love it. It's just great. Um, But yeah, so I've been watching that as well. And I got my flatmate into it just before she left. And so she's been like texting me about it, being like, oh my God, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, that was like six seasons ago. (laughs) um, But I really like that this is the first season that I've been able to like watch with other people, like have the community aspect of it as well and be able to like keep up with all of the the things that are happening and like react to it in real time rather than like retrospectively or retroactively seeing it all um yeah yeah, it is really good though I just I just love it um but yeah and other than that I haven't really been like engaging in very much I've been watching a few films just on movie again um oh yeah which has been good. They've got some good stuff coming out at the moment, less like... Like, I watched this film yesterday that was by the director of Donnie Darko, and it was kind of like their, um, like, follow-up to it, and it was just so fucked up. Like, it was, like, this weird, like, conspiracy theory, political, really sexually charged... Like, it was starring The Rock, and it was about him and a porn star, and it was, like... it It was hilarious, but it was, like just so ridiculous um but they've got a few other good sort of the thing that I like about it is that it's got it's responsive like it it puts things up that are relevant to the current climate or conversations that are going on and so like yeah it it kind of feels a little bit more like current um and it's very curated because that's literally what the purpose of it is so um (laughs) yeah so I've been enjoying that um nice yeah I haven't really been I've I have found music really useful recently in kind of like 
getting into a good mood when I need it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've been, I've made a playlist, um, because I'm on Apple music as we discussed rather than being yeah. on Spotify. <laughs> um, and so I've kind of curated this playlist, which I have called housebound hits. Um, oh, love it. you know, you know how much I love a good alliteration. Maybe I'll send you the list and you can put it on Spotify. Um, yeah, let's do it. And we can like somehow, I mean, I really should just bite the bullet and, and get Spotify, but, um, it's like a mix of current stuff. Like there's a bit of Lizzo. There's a little bit of like G flip on there. Um, and a few other like more recent stuff, but then I've also put a lot of like 80s like proper bangers on there and like songs that you can really just like sing to um and so the idea was to be like very like it just gets you dancing gets you moving and like lifts you out of a bit of a slump um very but yes that's been good um but yeah other than that what else have I been been having a lot of baths recently which has been nice um oh yeah Although I've run out of, like, anything that I can put in the bath. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm at that point as well. <laughs> so, like, maybe I'll do a lush order. Um, but, yeah. And then I've kind of just been, like, hanging out on Instagram. Um, sharing a bit more of my stuff. Um, but then I'm like, I don't really know if that's, like, interesting or useful. I feel a bit weird about being really active on social media during this. Um, yeah, because, like, the thing for me, I go on there to use it as an escape, which says yeah. a lot about me as a person. But <laughs> also, I'm, like, I'm real sick and tired of seeing all the posts that are coronavirus-related. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the... I think my algorithm's already picked up on it, but a lot of the people that I do want to see aren't speaking about it. It's all people yeah. that I follow. Like, I've said them before, but, like, the Anna edit and... Liv Purvis and um, it's just Alex like Steedman from Content as Normal. Yeah. And like they might mention, like they'll say stuff like, I hope you're like keeping your distance and things like that. Like just trying to be in line with government messages as much as they can, but they don't make it the focus. They're just trying to do business as usual. Mm. And that's what I love. Like that's what I'm there for. I'm not here for let's bake this during coronavirus. Let's clean out my wardrobe during coronavirus. Like that's not what I'm about. <laughs> yeah. Just makes me feel a little think, bit overwhelmed. Yeah, I think one of the big things is like there's and this is something that we talk I talk about a lot with like clients and stuff, particularly around like exercise, is like thinking about where the motivation is. Like if you're doing something only because you've been told to because it's what you should be doing in inverted commas should be doing during a pandemic in terms of like baking something or cleaning something or whatever that's that's an external motivator right that's someone someone's told you that you should be feeling that way and so the problem is that like you're not doing it intrinsically and so you're not getting the intrinsic benefit either like it's just putting a band-aid on something that's not necessarily going to help um so with things like cleaning yeah it's like you keep going I was just gonna say it's like it's around that motivation part it's like where 
Like, do you actually want to do this or is it something that you've been told to do on the internet and it's not actually going to help you, but it's going to create a lot more work? Like, it's that same thing with all yeah. the self-care stuff. And it's, it's interesting for me because a lot of the things that people are using is like ISO activities because, and we've talked about this in terms of privilege, but because I'm like a single childless young mm. human, I actually make time for a lot of those activities on my day-to-day basis. Like I, yeah. I love having like a tidy wardrobe and doing my laundry and I love cooking. Like I make time for that during the week. So for me to see people not making this about me and like feeling like a victim or anything, but that's kind of just like my everyday life being used almost yeah. as like a gimmick for something yeah. Yeah. that is pandemic related. And it's kind of just like, it makes me feel like my day-to-day life isn't worth day to like people have yeah. a day-to-day, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, I don't know, that's just like a lot to process as a human in general, but like it just kind of makes my choices very trivialised, which I really don't appreciate. <laughs> yeah, no, And that, I like, agree. that's the stuff that helps my, like, mental clarity and stuff in regular non-pandemic life is that I like knowing where all my bits and bobs are and that, like, drawers are tidy and, like, I actually really enjoy having that kind of streamlined everyday life where I can. But, yeah, when it gets turned into a bit of a gimmick, it's a bit, bit, bit frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And it almost makes you feel, like, not guilty, but... Like, it, it'll, it almost changes your motivation for it as well, which then gets in the way of the impact that you would otherwise feel if it had been something that was self-driven. Yeah, um, exactly. Which I think is really annoying, because, yeah, that's definitely something that I've experienced as well, particularly with, like, cooking and baking and stuff. There's, like, suddenly all of these people that are like, look at this amazing thing that I made, and, like, look at this recipe, and it's like, cool, but, like... It's, it's a very kind of, like, self-centred on their part. They're like, look at this amazing thing that I've done. And it's like, well, actually, that's quite a normal thing, but you're just sharing it as, like, some, like, hack. Um. Yeah, and like you're saying, it's also, like, yes, it's a fun activity. And don't get me wrong that it is, a, it is a fun activity, but, like, it makes you think that's all you need to be doing to get through the pandemic, which that's not true for like everybody like heaps people are talking about how many books they're reading and I'm like it's hard for me to read books now because I'm used to reading them on my commute I don't have the capacity to be reading more now yeah yeah like for me right now my motivation has changed to sims as we've talked about and watching youtube more regularly like that's kind of where my attention's drifted and I think that's the problem with people always sharing what they're doing is that sometimes it can devalidate unvalidate what other sort of hobbies and things are and I think that's why I'm trying to keep away from Instagram because I shouldn't have to feel that way it's obviously just me being like quite self-reflective in that regard like I don't need to take that on board Mm. in the way that I am but it does when you're constantly exposed to it it kind of makes you feel a bit crap yeah it's draining and like yeah I'm just a bit over um and I know this is something that I've like contributed to as well like I'm guilty of this myself in that like you know for, but I think for me, what I try to be mindful of and careful of is that I'm not trying to be prescriptive. I'm just sharing what I'm doing, almost a way yeah. of making myself accountable and reminding myself that these are the things that make me feel good. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not doing what... it to tell people what to do. I'm doing it to remind myself that it it does help. Yeah, exactly right. And that's I think that's the main thing. Like, the only thing that I think I've shared is when I made a bon appetit recipe 
for lunch <laughs> and I was really bloody proud of that. Also, it tasted freaking amazing. Um, and that's what I like sharing about it, but it wasn't... I know, like, I've also made gnocchi in this time and I've also made cakes and cookies and things and I just feel like if I put it on Instagram, it's trivialising it a bit, which I don't want people to feel is what their hobbies are, which is trivial. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a fine line to walk and it's kind of difficult to... Because I think especially, like, you can't communicate... Ooh, sorry. <laughs> you can't communicate. Wow, sorry um, I'm boring you. Uh. No, I don't know. I'm just, like, tired this morning. Um, <laughs> you can't communicate the reason you're, the, you're sharing things while you're sharing something. Like Exactly. You, you, yeah. you, know, you only get the content. You don't get the, the mission statement and the intent behind it. So um, yeah. I think it can be a bit overwhelming um, seeing so many people, like, talking about like how to cope and how to do this and that and like I mean obviously we're talking about the same thing here but I think (laughs) like it's Uh, yeah I just I disagree with the prescriptive nature of it I think that's where it really grinds me um yeah but yeah anywho um um, the other thing that I actually kind of wanted to mention was not to kind of be a downer but not not really I don't know um it sort of came out of um, the fact that I was supposed to go see the Do Go On podcast at the Comedy Festival last weekend, mm-hmm. weekend before. Um, and something that's got me thinking, which I don't mean this, <laughs> um, not that I don't think about this, but like, especially because the Melbourne Comedy Festival was cancelled and that's a huge amount of income for like the comedians who do yeah. perform there. I kind of want to give my two cents and be like, if, if, people are able to not for us but for or maybe for us I don't know if our Patreon's still going but like anybody that's content creating who's had gigs cancelled who's had live performances and things cancelled I feel like that's something that um I've found really valuable in this time is kind of watching the live streams streams of them yeah and taking on that content a little bit because for me obviously being in a completely different like world the health world I don't like I'm not interlinked with a lot of that. So, for example, for the Do Go On podcast, it was pretty much, it was like $10 more, but I just bought a season pass for their live stream that they're going to be doing every weekend for the next month. Um, And it was $10 more than going to one show. And I'm actually really looking forward to that. Like on a Saturday, that between 12 and 1, that's what I've got booked for myself to do. And I'm possibly going to be seeing that with friends. Um, So I think I forgot to mention that as kind of self-care, kind of like something that I'm looking forward to enjoying what's in season stuff. Um, with also a little shout out to the creatives that have, who are considered non-essential apparently, which is a bit sad. Yeah. Um, it's like essential for who? Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. It's, it's an essential yeah. part of their life. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that's really hitting quite hard at the moment, that realisation. And like, obviously we aren't super connected with like that freelance world and the way that um, people are really struggling at the moment. But I mean, I follow a lot of artists and a lot of like, particularly like tattoo artists who physically cannot do their job right now. Um, And so like a lot of them are putting out other stuff, but not all of them have the means to do so. And so it's really difficult for people to look after themselves and, you know, support themselves through this. So where you can try and, you know, pour your money into those things. Um, but yeah, it is really tricky, really hard to like 
Um, and then the other thing that I'm running into is like, how much can I give to other yeah. people? Yeah, when it's, it's definitely from a like, financial privilege perspective. But for me, for example, it's like I'm not paying for my public transport, so whatever money was allocated to that, I'm trying to like maybe save half of it and then put the other half towards yeah, these are like live streams or um, yeah, just things like that. Um, yeah, I don't know why I just felt like I felt a bit compelled to do that, considering we started off this conversation by saying that we're struggling to feel inspired and this is a fairly structured podcast and yeah. fairly easy to do. Um, whereas people put hours of effort into like comedy shows and music and live gigs and things and it's all been scrapped. So I can't help but feel yeah. a little bit sad about that. So trying to help. Yeah, it is really unfortunate. The way you can. Um, so yeah, if, I mean, I, I think, I think our Patreon's still up, but there's nothing going on there and we, we won't be earning anything from it. So let's um we will be closing our patreon because i don't think it's worth us keeping open but people can if you want to support us you can like shoot us an email and we can maybe if we set up a paypal account linked to the um we'll discuss that email address we can do that but um we don't need your help go and support other people who actually do and don't have stable jobs so um yeah i think Something that is really nice about this time is the sense of community and sense of, like... Um, yeah. Like, I, I'm not sure how this is going for you, but, like, I live in a really heavily populated area. Like, my building, there's 18 flats. Um, yeah. And across the road from me, there's, like... Like, you know, think of a typical, like, London street where everything is apartments. Um, or, like, sort of, like, townhousey flats with like there's like at least two in each block and they're really close together and all connected um and so like something that people have been doing recently is on a thursday night at eight o'clock they've been like cheering for the nhs out out their windows and it's so loud like (laughs) like applause outside um just on the street and it's like that sense of like kinship and of like yeah. yeah that community is really nice to feel and feel like you're actually being a part of something and doing something by like even just by staying home like for people like me who are completely alone feeling mm. like you actually are contributing to a greater cause and you're doing something that's helping other people as well is really helpful so um I know there's a lot of that going around on social media as well that kind of like yeah the the bringing people together and doing nice things for one another so that has at least been a bit of a positive to come out of it. Um, yeah, agreed. But yeah, shall we? I guess we should probably wrap up. Yeah. Today, because we're already hitting a minute, uh, an hour twenty. Um, <laughs> but we've been a bit rambly. So yeah. Um, I know we're not super exciting today, but hopefully, in the like hour and a bit that you've been listening to us, in the background, you've done something nice for yourself. Um, and we hope that everyone's looking after themselves and staying in and staying safe and looking out for community and supporting people where they can. Um, but yeah, did you want to say anything else, Brad? No, I think that was a nice summary. (laughs) Take care of yourselves, guys. It's a pretty crazy time. And if you have the capacity to, please do. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you soon. Bye. Bye. 
Hey fam, it's Eliza. Um, I'm just finishing editing this episode and just wanted to say, first of all, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to find us, you can head to Instagram, um, where the pantry party, or you can head to our personal accounts, which are all linked in the show notes. One exciting thing that's coming up this week, um, if you're listening to this as this is going up, is that on Sunday, the 26th of April, um, Bran and I will be making Anzac biscuits live on Instagram. So um, get all your ingredients together and join us for, I guess, kind of like a live episode of the pantry party. Um, it'll be 11 a.m. UK time or I think 8 p.m. if you're in Melbourne. So um, details are on my Instagram. Um, head over there and we'll see you then. Okay, bye.